Today's podcast is brought to you by RetouchUp.com. RetouchUp wants to be your photo editing partner. They help you streamline your workflow to keep you doing what you do best, shooting, selling, or just enjoying life. Be sure and listen later in the show for how you can receive a special discount code from RetouchUp.com. You are listening to the Photobomb Podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photobomb Podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. Mercury is in retrograde okay all right all right it's possible possible that astrology is a bunch of crap yeah it's it's no it's not possible it's a hundred percent possible so why is mercury so why is mercury in retrograde why are you saying this to me now i don't know it's just a thing that sometimes people say when stuff goes wrong and i think specifically technology goes wrong okay Right, and so I, this this is just this is because I'm definitely not an expert on the fake science and mysticism that is astrology. And, and if that offends you, I apologize. You know what? I'm not even sorry. It offends you if you think that astrology is real. That's ridiculous. Now that being said, um, Mercury is also in retrograde, which is what people say when technology starts to go haywire. And you ever have one of those days where it's like struggle bus, big time technology. And everything you try and do, like, fails, like, epically, like, all sure. your technology sure. First fails. of all, let's back up to, did you say struggle bus? The struggle bus, yes. The okay, str- this like, is new. This is a new term for me. Oh, you're new to the struggle I'm bus. I'm new to the no, struggle you're, bus. You're not new to the struggle bus. You're new to the term yeah, struggle I've never bus. heard the term struggle bus. Oh, well, see, what happens is some days you wake up, you have your coffee, and then you get on the struggle bus and you ride around the struggle bus all day. Struggle bus is like one of those days where everything just seems difficult for no reason. Because it sounds a little bit like a porn site. Right. The str- <laughs> <laughs> Go get tied up on the struggle, the struggle bus. bus. <laughs> yeah, you like to struggle? Yeah. We got a yeah. bus for you. Nineteen ninety-five a month or one year for $100 prepaid. Oh, and then once a year they do a live event where yeah, they the actually bus. drive a struggle bus around. Yeah, you can buy bus. tickets. Only five ninety-nine. Um, no, see, basically the struggle bus, this is a day on the struggle bus, all right? So let's say you wake up on the struggle bus, you get out of bed, you walk into the bathroom, you stub your toe really hard, and then you're hopping around like an idiot. And then you're like, then, you, then you're looking for your toothbrush, and then you can't find your toothbrush. And so the only one that's there is like your wife's toothbrush. And so you're like, well, screw it. You use your wife's toothbrush. Then you get in the shower, and then you're out of conditioner. And so like you realize that your kids took your conditioner to their bathroom. So then you got to walk to their bathroom and get their conditioner and you got to throw a towel on and then you got to go back and then you get the conditioner, you turn the water on and then you realize that the hot water heater is only giving you about five minutes of hot water, but you persist through the day and then you get going and then immediately you start to get text messages from uh, your other family members about the things that you're supposed to do. Don't forget to pick up this. Don't forget to pick up that. Then you make it through the day. You have your toast. You go out to your car. You open up the car. You turn the key, and the battery of your car is dead. And then so, fine, you're prepared for this. You're prepared for this. You get out your uh, portable battery charger. You get it charged up. You're going to stop by the auto parts store later to have it tested. That's that's fine because you're on Are you waiting for me to stop you? No. uh -uh, No, this is just just, I'm just making sure that you're not waiting for me to stop you. (laughs) 
Okay, so this is because I feel we've gotten the idea. Okay, all right, fine. Okay, so you get the struggle bus. It's just a day when it seems like everything is against you. That's the struggle. You're on the struggle bus. You're on the struggle bus. Okay, so anyway, Mm -hmm. you're on the struggle bus today because. Because, yeah. (laughs) All right. So I get up today, perfectly normal day, except my my oldest has, has had nightmares. Woke up all the other kids in the house, and now all the kids were in bed with us from about like one in the morning all the way through. And when you have five people, even though three of them are quite small, sleeping in a bed all together, uh, nobody sleeps no. well. No. It's everybody's up every 15 or 20 minutes, somebody's up. Somebody kicked somebody. I get kicked in the nards a lot. I don't know why the length of kids' arms and legs are just perfectly angled and positions to just whack you in the ball bag but it just seems to happen a lot and then my my three-year-old does little axe kicks where her foot just goes flying up in the air and her heel comes down and now what i do is i i sleep so light because i'm so used to getting kicked in the plums that i like i i feel her leg move and i just want to point out you've used three different terms for your testicles in the last like two sentences which i feel yeah well an I, achievement I wasn't, of some sort I, I first it was nards <laughs> then it was ball sack and then what ball was, bag. Ball bag. And then what was the third one? Plums. Plums. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm glad you're enjoying me yeah, today. I am. You seem like you're really enjoying me. Um, so when yeah. she lifts her leg, I immediately jerk awake and roll over onto my side. So like, and I and smother the ha- baby. <laughs> and smother the two-year-old. So yeah, this is, uh, this is, so you wake up and now what happens is on these nights, Everybody in the morning is cranky. Like my my six year old is crying because she's hungry, and we have what we typically do in the morning is we set out like a tray and we cut fresh fruit and 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 we put snacks and then chopped up some. Cheese. We make we don't feed the kids individual breakfast to start with. We just give them a trough right of food. I like this plan for them to share. It's just easier because half the time they don't eat breakfast, so you just put out a tray with a bunch of healthy food on it, and then they just it disappears. They go on it like locusts, right. and she's crying because she wants new. And the other one is up. She's just walking around. The, the, the almost two-year-old is just walking around crying for no reason at everything. She keeps falling down and getting these minor injuries and screaming her head off. And so I'm just trying to get out the door, man. I'm just trying to get out there. So get all my stuff together. I got to get ready. I got a big job. I'm flying to Chicago tomorrow for the first event headshot job that I've done in two years is out of the state. And so I've got to get all my gear together. I'm talking to my friend who's going to be my assistant up there. And we're coordinating gear. And I get to the studio. I got to record the podcast today. All I have to do today is get my gear ready shoot a passport photo and do the podcast that seems like a pretty light day get to the studio struggle out the door turn on the computer and it gets stuck at the halfway loading bar of the operating system it's stuck and so i'm like okay it's just thinking maybe it's installing an update i'll just leave it an hour later nothing and then it keeps going nothing and so i'm trying to figure that out and then i realize i have to shoot this passport photo which means i have to use my printer and i've never set my printer up on my laptop so then i start doing that and i turn on my laptop and my laptop won't work the power plug won't work and the battery's dead and then i'm like okay well we got i got that to work and then we got to record the podcast and now i got to take my microphone i got to plug my microphone into the other one and the underpowered usb c ports won't power my focusrite xlr to usb adapter and then i finally figure out how to get that plugged in by powering everything and then by that time it's too late my computer still won't turn on and I have to get the thing set up for the passport and you're waiting on me the whole time and this it's just been that kind of a day Mercury <clears throat> is in retrograde okay All right. so how was your day well it wasn't as eventful as that obviously yeah you look like you basically woke up walked over to your computer and just been looking at porn all, all morning that's basically it. most mornings that would be true but today I yeah. was actually doing some work oh how'd it I go was actually, it was good uh, I want to ask about 
Doug, a couple of quick hits. First of all, there was an article, just a quick hit, that I just thought of today, just while you were telling that story. Mm. And that is the 2021 Audubon, Audubon Photography Awards. The mm-hmm. winner yep. was a picture called Dusty Roadrunner. I've seen it. Yeah. And and I feel like a Dusty Roadrunner is something you would pay extra for on the struggle bus. <laughs> 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 I'd like the Dusty Roadrunner. <laughs> if you want to take it to the struggle bus, it's five hundred ninety nine dollars for the for the for the twelve hour trip. If you want to upgrade to the Dusty Roadrunner, that's an extra forty eight dollars. <laughs> that's extra. Okay, <laughs> we're going to put a stamp on this one. Dusty Roadrunner is a really good porn star name too. <laughs> it really it is right. Yeah, really good name. or just a band name, Dusty Roadrunner, Ooh. like Hootie yeah. and Blowfish. Uh, and the other thing was, I had somebody um, had this out on my YouTube page. Where someone commented and they said, uh, medium format, full frame, what are you talking about? You're crazy or something. And I said, well, full frame is a sensor that's the size of a piece of 35 millimeter film. And his reply was, in all caps, nope. <laughs> that was it. Nope. <laughs> I lo- and, and an exclamation. I want to make sure, was it nope or no? I think it was nope. Nope. And an exclamation point. Nope. And so I just wrote back, yes. <laughs> like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to go with that. You know, I'm like, what are you saying? That I'm wrong? That that's not what a full frame camera is? I don't know. I, I, did you look it up? Of course I looked. Of course I double checked it. Of course I, I Googled it. And of course, everywhere you go, it's like, yes, full, a full frame camera is a camera that has a sensor the size of a piece of 35 millimeter film, 36 millimeters by 24 millimeters. Which is a piece, you know, this I'm sure is one of those people who does ne- doesn't bother to look anything up and started in the film days and that's not what they called it then. Or who knows. But I find those people interesting that they'll take the time to comment and keep replying without ever once actually bothering to well, Google Well, did it. comments, good or bad, help the algorithm? So yeah, they do. On. I just think it's yeah. hilarious. That I, I mean, I always Google first. Before I, if, I, if I'm going to tell you you're wrong, before I go, do, I'm going to oh, check yeah. my sources. Yeah, especially YouTube. Especially YouTube. You cannot get into, like, you just get, people will rip you apart. I believe that it is, except for maybe Twitter, YouTube is the nastiest pla- social media platform. People are just brutal you think so? on YouTube. I do. And, and they fact check you. Although I got a lovely little note on my YouTube channel this week. So a guy was watching one of my videos from a few months ago. And it was the uh, the Canon EOS R5 My Settings video, which is kind of outdated now because it's like almost a totally different camera with all the firmware updates. But he put, hey, wait a minute. Are you the guy who did the headshot class on Creative Live? Because you're way skinnier now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, thank you. That is delightful. Okay, thank you. And if you've never seen my, my The Business of Headshots class on Creative Live, you will definitely see that it is Fat Gary. It was, yeah, it was, I was about, was pushing 250 pounds at that time. And so that for on my frame, that just looked terrible. And I was also in the, fra- in the phase where you're big and you think that leaving a large shirt untucked is going to cover up how fat you are. I mean, that and, phase and, now. What are you talking about? And, it, and in fact, it makes you look like a circus tent. Yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> I guess, I'm yeah. wearing a muumuu. Yeah, that's basically you might as well because that's what you're saying. You're like, I'm wearing a very short muumuu because okay. I just don't want anybody to know that my underbelly flops over my belt and right. I don't want them to know that. Okay, so there was a story that came out this week and I wanted to float this by you. Probably heard about it, but I want to float this by you. Okay. Uh, it was first brought to my attention by Bobby because it happened in her world, in the boutique world. She has an online boutique. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. And it happened in the boutique world. And then immediately after that, it came on the first page of Dig. And Dig.com is a, an aggregate that finds interesting stories. And, and so I like to go there and find interesting stories. So that's when you knew it was big. Then it started going out to news channels. Uh, and it started. It got bigger and bigger and bigger because a, a young lady did a TikTok. What happened was this was a boutique, and she was interviewing for a job with this online boutique to be a ambassador slash model. Mm-hmm. And it would be so. It would be she would be well, I guess wearing the clothes and and showing the clothes and in the same way that you would get a senior model. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she did a quick interview with the the man, the husband. And then the husband sent an email to his wife after the quick interview to see if she wanted to have a further interview with, with the girl. And in the email, he wrote, she's not too cute. She's not very cute, so I don't know if you want to interview her. And then Ooh. he mistakenly sent that email to the girl he had interviewed. Oof. So then she makes a TikTok where she's like, I got this email, and she shows the email, and then looks at the, at the camera like, you know, wah-wah, right? It goes viral. These people are now getting death threats. They are getting canceled hard. I mean, they are getting canceled hard. They had to make a video with full apology, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They are fully getting canceled. And there's a lot to think about this situation. The deeper you go, the more interesting it becomes to me. So the first question is, you're trying for a position that has the word model in the title. Does that or does that not imply that you are in some way going to be judged on your appearance? 100%, yes. Okay. All right. One way or another. It depends on, like, I shoot a lot of models in a lot of different formats, a lot of different types. So this is going to depend on what type of model they're looking for, because sometimes it's a 52-year-old Pakistani guy, and sometimes it's a 21-year-old, you know, beautiful, skinny, dark-haired female or something, you know. So, like, it's relative, but yes, you're right. Well, I will say this also. This particular brand, they, um, they're very big about empowering women and for all shapes and sizes and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Does that then mean that they are excluded from being able to use appearance as a factor for picking their ambassador models. Now, is this a small business? It's yeah, like it's a just a business. husband, husband, husband and, and wife, wife with an online on boutique? Facebook, something like that. This is, a, this is a perfect example of why language matters. So, you know, he's emailing his wife. So obviously he's speaking casually. He's not looking at his emailing a, a, a co-worker. Correct. And I think it would be much less likely in, in a less comfortable situation because you could absolutely put, I'm not sure if she has the look we want, but exactly. here's her info. Like how you were thinking, but like she's not cute. Or, and first right. of all, that guy's, that guy's definition of cute could be whatever. But like he screwed up. And unfortunately, he screwed up with somebody who they're clearly interviewing to be an influencer of some kind who probably has a platform of some kind. I don't know, I don't know if any of that's true. I, listen, TikTok will blow up. My daughter had a TikTok blow up to a million views. Really? Yes. Yeah, TikTok wow. will blow up for no reason. You do not have to be an influencer, anything along those lines. There's no doubt he should not have put into writing, she's not cute. But he shouldn't have his whole business ruined over it. Okay, that's the next step. Now, that's ridiculous. That's, but that's... that's the next step. At what point as a society, if ever, will we start to hold people accountable for the punishment that they put onto people, even when the people deserve the punishment. 
In other words, will we reach a point where we'll go, I feel bad for these people, but at the same time, what they did to her is not nearly as bad as what she did to them because of it. Even though she probably wasn't expecting to blow up on TikTok. She probably thought just her friends would see it. Or, you know what I mean? She wasn't. Here's, here's, here's what I bet. I guarantee you that this girl feels horrible. I, I, unless she's just, I can't, I can't, ima- I can't imagine, th- I want to believe she can't possibly be one of those people who was just like, oh, he said I wasn't cute. So I've just destroyed his whole family business and his kids. And, and you know, that good. I, I, she, you know, the, now the people who comment on the video. Yeah. That's what they think. They're they're They love it. Oh, they're eating it up. They love that these people are having their business destroyed, but I'll bet you she doesn't feel nearly as bad. I remember when we talked about the Central Park thing with the woman calling the cops on the, on the guy and remember well, she was walking her dog. Right. And then she got fired and all this other stuff for it. And we both at that time were like, she deserves something, but I'm not so sure she deserves all this happening. Yeah, but she, yeah, she also didn't call that guy unattractive. She didn't say, you're not cute. She said, I'm calling the police and lying right, to them worse. to get you arrested. Yeah, and you know I'm saying she did much worse. And even then I thought that, you know, what happened to her and, and the guy that it happened with, even he came out and said, you know, hey, take it easy. Take it easy. Like right? she doesn't I mean, deserve to all die. I'm, all I'm saying is the punishment has to fit the crime. Yeah, when the internet becomes judge, jury, and executioner, and the consequences of something like this can be worse than if you were, you know, sued in civil court and fined by yes. a judge. Yeah, You're yeah, like, exactly. That's that, that's what's got me about the internet now. Is that Bobby's scared to death? I get. I guarantee every small business owner, every small business owner should be terrified. The vindictiveness of people online, you know, death threats. Really? Because you said someone wasn't cute? Yeah. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I, like, when you first hear the story, you're like, oh, dude, that, you know. But then when you see what happens, you're like, oh, whoa. That, now I feel bad for the business owners. It's not like he, <laughs> it's not like he, was, he even trashed her that bad. So she's not that cute. Like, it's not like he said, yeah, check out this fat warthog yeah. you know, with her pig nose and her cankles. By the way, I have not, I mean, the, I have the, not the, seen her and I don't know what she looks like. I have not seen this story. I have no idea. Well, she's cute, by the way. I, thought, I mean, yeah. well, I, I, I shouldn't even say she's cute because that would be wrong to say too. Because if I say she's cute and if I don't say someone else is cute, that implies I think they're not cute, which could get me canceled as well. So I will say that she is a human being as far as I can tell. Yes. She, she clearly appears to be yes. terrestrial in origin. However, I'm not going to commit to that in case for the, um, and just in case perhaps she's not. And then, of course, I would be canceled for that. Have you read that UFO report? It's oh, very possible God. she could be. She anyway, could be. I, just, I was just like, it was just, I wonder, are we going to reach a point? Is there going to be a tipping point where we are going to start to realize that what you put out there on the Internet has consequences and you need to take into consideration that what you're about to do may have a much bigger effect than you were hoping for. So much so that you will do serious harm to somebody who what, all you really want to do is embarrass them a little bit. I would, I, I would think that the legal system, which often takes time to catch up to these things, is, is going to have to input some kind of civil mechanism for right, I mean, damages for stuff yeah, like this. Yeah, at what point? Will they be able to sue her? I think they should be in certain circumstances. You, yeah, I, I mean, well, she's not. She didn't lie. I think you should be able to bring it to trial, to a civil trial, bring it before a judge and let a judge decide. You know, if you're willing to possibly pay the court fees when they shut you down, 
you know, you should, these things are, if they haven't already or aren't already doing so, they will eventually. But see, in this case, know, but see, in this case, I don't think there's a case there. She has a freedom of speech, uh, you know, First Amendment right. All she did was say, this person sent me an email and here's what the email said. She has not done anything. If she bought a billboard and put that thing on the billboard, she wouldn't be doing anything. She, you know, I am simply stating the truth. This is what was said to me. You can absolutely do that. The crime is in the reaction of the masses. Right. She didn't necessarily do anything wrong. He did something a little wrong. She didn't, necess- she didn't do anything illegal, but she should have thought a little bit before she decided to do it. What the real criminal act here is the unwashed masses, masses who just want to. Who, it's like people just want to hurt people. Yeah, yeah, and they and they don't care because they're on the other end of the. Computer. Yeah, and there's no there's no restraint or conditional. You know, it doesn't matter what you do. You you, you kill somebody in cold blood. You give them a hangnail. Either way, it's death. Yeah, it's one hundred percent like they're going to get fired. They're not going to be able to go to Starbucks. Yeah, because it's for fear that somebody's going to lynch them or something. Like it's it's yeah, it's pretty brutal. And, and small business owners should all kind of be concerned. And I told Bobby, I said if it happened, protection. I said if it happened to us, I would go full force into the teeth of it. I'd have been like, okay, call up Fox News, book me on Hannity. I'm like, I would have gone full force into the into the teeth of it. And I would have gone on national news and I would have said, yes, I did say she wasn't cute. She was applying for a job as a model. And if you now think that being a model means that you're not going to be judged on your appearance, I don't know what to tell you. That's, that's exactly what I would have done. I would apologize one bit because here's the thing. The apology is not going to help you. You should see the things that people say when you're apologizing. Yeah, no, apology is not going to help. help you. So I just would have, I would have owned it. I would have said, you know, I shouldn't have sent her the email and maybe I shouldn't have used those words. However, I remember way back 25 years ago when I was in radio and they had that case of the woman that was hired to work on a sitcom and to, I mean, I'm saying on a, on a soap opera and she was hired to play a femme fatale and then she got pregnant and the soap, and the soap opera wrote her off the show and she sued and she won. And I was like, you, she's, she's, she does, she no longer looks the part. And this is literally a part you're, you're, you're hired to play a part. And I absolutely believe you should be able to have a baby if you work. But I also believe that there are some professions where how you look is part of the job that you are hired for. And one of them is acting. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, every brand has the right to determine who they want to represent their brand based on their appearance. And so if you're running a plus-size catalog... You know, can you get sued by a size zero for yeah, not hiring you? Exactly. You know, if you're, if they said you're, I wasn't. They said I weren't fat enough. How dare them? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like if you're doing a, a, a an ad for reconstructive surgery and you're only hiring people with facial burns, can someone without facial burns sue you for not giving them? Like, I don't know. If if you're doing an ad for wheelchairs and you're only hiring people who use wheelchairs, can a full able-bodied person sue you for not considering them for the job? Everybody doesn't get to do everything. Yeah, that's the truth. Everyone doesn't get to do everything. Sometimes, you know, if if it is a job where Part of the requirement is the way you look or, you know, like the golfer many years ago who sued because he wanted to be able to ride a cart in tournaments because he had something wrong with his legs. And I'm like, I feel for you, but having to walk the course is part of the job. When you, yeah, it's part when of the you, sport. When yeah. you play, it's part of the sport, you know. Are you going to sue the Yankees when you can't play for the Yankees anymore because you got your arms chopped off? Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, like, I don't understand. I can't yeah. run to first base anymore, so, um, but you should guys, I should be able to get a designated runner because I can't run to first base. No, that's not the way it works. This is the National League, son. Yeah. Wait, no, never mind. <laughs>
<laughs> so I is that know. a sports joke? Sports joke. I just, uh, I, I just thought the whole thing was interesting, and and the bottom line is, I feel bad for the boutique that's getting uh, having all this happen to them, and I feel bad for the girl. I feel bad that she ever had to see an email where someone says she wasn't cute, and I feel bad that I want to believe that she's was did not intend for this to happen to these people, and. I mean, she may be one of those people who did, but I want to believe that she probably didn't, and now she probably feels much worse about what's happening to these people than she did about the comment. Yeah, a girl who is in all likelihood probably pretty cute got told by some guy that she wasn't cute, not even to her. He, she got copied on an email. Right. And now a family is losing their livelihood. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's, that's too much. That's absolutely ridiculous. So out there, bombardiers, be careful... Uh, not that any of you would ever do this, but, you know, like, give it 24 hours. If somebody <laughs> offends you and you're thinking about vilifying them on social media, give it 24 hours. Sleep on it. You know, have a donut. Drink some coffee. Sleep on it. Relax. Before you vilify... Because you could... Re- and before you leave a bad Google review, before you... Like, you just... You just got to think about it. Rant to a friend. If you want to rant, rant to a friend about it. Yes, yes. And then if your friend says, you should totally put that on TikTok, <laughs> then maybe, you know, I don't know. I would say, uh, I would say that it's, um, it's something that, that the law is going to have to start to address more and something that all small business owners live in fear of a little bit, for sure. Like the, the consumer has a lot more power over you than they used to. Oh, my gosh. I mean, infinitely more power than they used to. Yes. All right. It's about that time. It is time. Time for photography news. Photography News. Photography News is brought to you by our good friends at RetouchUp.com. RetouchUp wants to be your retouching company. That's right. They have to save time so you can focus on making your business more successful. No contracts or obligations. No minimums. No complications. Use them only as you need them. Look, you say good friends, but they're not my good friends, okay? My relationship with them is strictly professional. They're my good friend as long as they're paying me. (laughs) <laughs> in I, many ways that's why you're my good friend yeah yeah i have a very i have a very professional relationship with reachatchup.com yes. like i don't invite them to my birthday party but uh when i need uh when i need 300 headshots retouched and turned around quickly they are right there for me as a colleague and as a as a as a non-sexual entity that i'm pretty sure is run by it's human beings you put that yeah. in yeah 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 24-hour turnaround in most cases. Satisfaction is guaranteed. No guesswork on their pricing. Be sure when you sign up for retouchup.com that you use the code PHOTOBOMB. They'll have a referral box. Be sure and put PHOTOBOMB in that box. And that way, you will get a special discount code added to your account for half off your first five retouched photos. And we will get to keep them as a sponsor. Which is great. Like, if you if you, if you you ever, like, a lot of podcasts are out there having a Patreon, trying to get you to give them money to, to do the thing for you and release an episode a day early and you got to pay like $6 a month for that. Don't do that. Get something you already need. Get some images retouched. Use a referral code. We get to keep doing the show. How cool is I can't that? Imagine. Do you really think there's anybody who would pay 6 bucks a month to get our episode a day early? Yes, I do. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, we should be doing that. I could use the money. Yeah, I can think of three. Three people. Okay. <laughs> three people. Mm-hmm. So that's $18 a month, dude. Yeah, that's more than that's more than we get now for our Patreon. That's more than we get for the advertising, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love you. Right. What, have you, what have you got in photography news? Uh, okay, a quick one for Nikon people out there. We were recently 
vilified. We were raked over the coals by an angry listener. She rose up in furious vengeance and politely suggested that we might not cover as much Nikon news as 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 we as we would. And so uh, I, I will say this: we're gonna lead. For you, Nikon, Nikon, Nikon folks out there, we're going to lead with Nikon news. So everybody knows, not everybody, but everybody who listens to this show should have heard that Nikon has the Z9, its brand new digital flagship, mirrorless flagship camera on the way. And this is supposed to happen October, November, etc. As of right now, Nikon Rumors is saying that this August is when the Z9 is supposed to start getting into the hands of those Nikon ambassadors and other people to test it. So if you follow any of these people, you're going to start to see it pop up probably in some YouTube videos. You're going to see it pop up on social media. That's when you're going to start to see it getting into the hands. So you're going to get your real first glimpse at what this camera could do. So stay tuned, Nikon users. Next month, August 2021, you're going to start to see a little bit of behind the scenes of what the Nikon Z9 can do. I love this company. Yeah. Young Nuo, because they came out with a camera called the uh, YN450 back in 2018. We covered it. it we was did. An Android an Android based camera. And I'm sure we I'm sure system. we kicked it pretty hard. Everyone kicked it pretty hard, and they said, "You know what? We put out a camera, and it sucked. So let's put out another one." <laughs> they obviously like getting yeah. kicked. Maybe they're a good candidate for the struggle bus. So they're putting out the uh, YN455. Uh, once again, this is an Android-based camera. The back of this camera looks just like your phone with the Android you know, Android operating system. It's a 16-megapixel photos will be taken by this camera. 4K video, 3 gigabytes of RAM, 32 gigabytes of onboard storage. It's a micro four-thirds camera, of course. Uh, I don't know what the lens mount is. I'm trying it's to find an EF lens mount. It's an EF. EF. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so EF lens mount. So any, what, what, what camera lenses That's are Canon. EF? Canon. The, the, I was going to say, so it takes Canon, takes Canon lenses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't think you can put a card in it. I think that the onboard storage, the 32 meg onboard storage, 32, gigs. 32 gig onboard storage is it. I think you have to wirelessly move the pictures off the card. Possibly. The or or it might have a USB-C port or something. I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, got a, uh, it's got a bigger grip on it. Mm-hmm. Still looks, it looks like a camera with a bigger grip on it. it looks like a phone. Stuck to the back and, of a lens, yeah. yeah. And retails for about six hundred bucks. It's got mm-hmm. a tilt screen, only tilts up and flip around or anything. I, I here's the thing, I, I think you're way off base if you're making any small, trying to make any small little camera with a tilt screen that doesn't tilt all the way around, so people can take selfies or record themselves. Yeah, I think okay. that's like a deal breaker for mm-hmm. me. The whole person point that the whole market for those small cameras is, you know, people who want to do stuff on vloggers, YouTubers, etc., etc. So, um. I'm still not sure why. Yeah, why? Why do you exist? Here's here's my thoughts, and I think they're pretty similar to when the last. When, when by the way, uh, my my friend Carol likes to mispronounce things that that are really funny. In fact, like Godox, she calls it Godox. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Manfrotto, she calls it Manfrotto. And, right. uh, and she's from Chicago too. She's not like from another country, and it's her accent. This is just she just says things wrong, and she calls a young Nuo Yuganu. Okay. And I think that's, I just wanted to, I know she listens to the show and I just want to well, say, all right. Carol, get your life together. But it's, 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 it's adorable. <laughs> um, so yeah, Young Duo, I don't know why they're doing this, but I, I have an idea. And I think this is, because you've talked about using your phone is the camera and you just click it in. Like you've talked about that idea many times. Yeah, see that, that I get. I get it if you want to make 
a housing that you just slap your phone into and bam, you're ready to go. And this housing costs, you know, 400 bucks. Now for 400 bucks, I can get a camera within, you know, I can get a camera that rivals whatever for 400 bucks. That's good. But at this price point, 600, right? Is that what I said? And it's not like you slap your phone into it. The Android thing is, it's basically, it's a a cheap Android phone. It's just a camera. Yeah, it's just a, you're paying 600 bucks for a camera that's micro four thirds, doesn't come with a lens. And once you buy a Canon lens for it. I got to feel like it's working towards something though. If you think about this. Like you imagine if you could buy because back it up, if you get like a DJI drone, like a Mavic Mini or something, you plug your phone into the controller, which is essentially making your phone the the LCD screen and the controller for a flying camera. And so, like this, the idea of this technology is pretty cool. So, you know, if you could basically, if they could get this to the point where you could basically buy. Any lens mount, like whether it be Sony or Canon or Nikon or any of those other happy horse crap camera companies out there that aren't Sony, Nikon, or Canon. I'm looking at you, Fuji. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> there, like if you could just say, okay, I want a, I want the Young Nuo, you know, Canon RF mount adapter, and you could plug your iPhone or your Android, just stick it on the back of it. It would be a pretty cool alternative or backup or travel camera i can see i can see okay yeah i can see maybe like okay let's say that you're an android user i'm an android user and you're you're not a camera person at all and now you're looking for a camera and suddenly here's a camera that has the same interface that you're used to right so oh and i can just slap a nifty 50 on here which costs 100 bucks and now for 700 dollars i've got the nifty 50 on here and uh, the fifty millimeter one point eight lens, I think. Yeah, and you've got you've got a you've got a phone essentially that can do great looking. Well, you've, just got, you've got a camera that is, doesn't intimidate you, right? Because it's what you're used to on your phone, and you can and you could. I'm guessing you could edit the picture and everything right there in on the camera, and then send it to your phone and send it out. Or if you've got Wi-Fi, you can probably send it out straight from the camera. That's what I'm thinking is the the issue right there is because the minute that your phone replaces that part of this device that is the Android controller for it, I I believe this is working towards something. And I think that if they hit this on the head, I think they're just sort of like fumbling around. And if they get this to where it needs to go, it could be a really good alternative or or entry or entry into like if hey I love using my phone the most but sometimes I need to get like I want that cinematic yeah, but do you look, think it's I working want... towards them eventually just having it be a housing and you put your actual phone in it I would think, think that would the... be the smart right. way to go okay. with it then that, I'm 100% behind that I think that's a great idea I think uh, that would be the way I would to go. do yeah I would absolutely oh give me a housing and let me put a flat pancake uh you know 1.2 lens on there and just stick it in my luggage, and I can just slap my phone. That in would be my go-to travel camera. Yeah, I would do that. But buying a separate camera, if I'm going to buy a, a completely separate standalone camera, I'm not going to buy six, that. No, not for six hundred dollars. Well, you, plus you got to get a lens. So now you're looking at seven fifty, eight hundred maybe. And for that, you're dangerously close to being able to get a great, like a Fuji. And or, it's an EF mount. Which which tells me that although these EF lenses are going to be circulating in the used market for quite some time, Canon's not making them anymore, and it won't be too many more years before they're not even supporting them anymore. 
So like you got to I, I hope that you're right that that's what they're working towards. Because I think if so. they are, I'm 100% behind that. I think it would be cool and I think if it would be really interest it'd be nice for young Nuo to get to the punch on something first for once in their entire yeah. existence besides right. despite I mean instead of reverse engineering better companies products, you know, it would be nice for them to to get to the punch on something. But, you know, they're out there, Yuganu, they're out there making stuff <laughs> making stuff for people. So, did you see in the news? I really want to talk about this. This U.S. intelligence agency known as the – this one you've never heard of – known as the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. And this is basically a a relatively new agency that was established in the Terrorism Prevention Act of 2004. This is really in the wake of of 9-11. And now it oversees basically all of the intelligence and is the one that everything filters through it to the president, to the White House. And so the ODNI – establishes they put out a report every year and it's called its annual demographic report this has been released every year since 2016 and what it does is it quote discloses key metrics on the intelligence community's hiring and retention of minorities women and persons with disabilities as well as activities and initiatives throughout the intelligence community to drive diversity equity and inclusion so what do they do they put it there's a cover photo because you know reports always have photos because otherwise you know you might not be able to get through reading them and I don't know who reads this, but apparently, you know, enough people out there on the internet read this thing, and they looked at the cover photo and said, something doesn't, <laughs> something doesn't look right. And so what you've got here is you've got a photo of a bunch of people that uh, look like they work together at an office. You've got the lady in the front with the arms crossed and the whole realtor, it's, I just closed a sale on a house deal. And, and, and there's every sort of ethnicity in there. I think you can see, you know, black and white various Asian and Hispanic. I mean, it's just, it looks like an after-school special. There's so much diversity. And if that weren't enough, someone at the ODNI or the marketing company that they hired to design this thing for them decided, you know what? I see in there we've got black people, white people, Hispanics, Asians, vaguely Eastern European. You know, uh, you know what we need? We need a, a blind guy and, and, and a dog. We need a blind guy with his dog. Blind guy with dog. And we need somebody with a wheelchair because that's what somebody's going to read this report and go, nobody with disabilities is on this thing. So what was the meeting like where the, the company who designed this? There was this no them, meeting. So, you know there was no meeting. Now nah, there was a meeting. This, 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 and, and the drop shadow on the, on the two, guy, two people that were photoshopped into it. See, if you go to Shutterstock, this, the, the base photo for this actually is on Shutterstock, and, and the title is called, um, uh, let me see, <laughs> Portrait of Multicultural Office Staff Standing in Lobby. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's all Shutterstock. Yeah, it's, it's all, all sh- it's all stock photos. They took three stock photos and combined them. But here's the thing that that gets me is is do they we got, we can make fun of the bad Photoshop work, but it's all fo- it's all Shutterstock anyway, right? Well, so it's I, not like they're they're mis. I mean, the whole thing is a misrepresentation. Well, if right? you mean if you mean that it's a misrepresentation representation by saying these are not employees of the ODNI, then yes. Right, exactly. So the whole thing is a is a mashup. So the fact that the fact that they thought to Photoshop people in doesn't really uh, affect me. Do you think that it shouldn't have been a stock photo in the first place? Is that what you're saying? I, I'm I'm saying if I, here's the thing, if the group of people were were not a stock photo and then they had added the disabilities and the blind to it, that would be much worse than if they just used all stock. Because if you use all stock 
then it's like you're just saying this photo is just window dressing for the you know this isn't supposed to be us this is just, you know what i mean right here's 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 the other thing if they had instead of doing it this way if they had just done like a across the top uh, say five vertical banner with faces and one of them was blind and one of them was uh, a minority and one of them was a was a woman and one of them was i don't know whatever whatever divert they thought represented diversity and they just bannered them that would have been fine. Nobody would have said a word. And nobody would have questioned that all those people weren't all taking pictures of it at the same time. Or You know what I'm saying? What was the mistake was when they decided to try and make it look like a big group photo. <laughs> That's when it's just like, oh. Like, <laughs> like the girl in the wheelchair looks like she's doing a wheelie. Because it's kind of, it's not quite, she's not quite level. Yeah, no, no, it's... it's and she's very tiny. Yeah, it's, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Well, what I, I just, there was a meeting. There was a meeting where somebody said, that's great. Let's roll with it. You know, I, someone had to approve the picture. I don't, I, don't have the, I don't have any problem with companies, any company using stock photos in reports like this. It's, it's almost expected. I work in this world quite a bit, and it's a very normal thing to use stock photos in something like this. Um, not all companies will hire somebody. In fact, it just saves time. It saves money to just use stock photos. But it was just that when it wasn't good enough... And then, you know what they should have done, Boo Ray? They should have hired RetouchUp.com to put these people into this photo. <laughs> right. They might have been able to pull it off. <laughs> because they would have pulled it off. I mean, I, I... But you know they did it. They got the stock photo, and then they looked at the heading. Hiring and retention of minorities. Uh-huh. Yeah, got that. Women, yeah. Persons with disability. Oh. Uh, you know, hey, Bob, Bob, you want to come over? Look, well, this, uh, the title here says persons with disabilities, and there's nobody in the photo with a disability. Can you fix that, please? Call up Jack Ryan. He's good. Have him take a look at this. Look, here's or James thing. Bond, Put and have him do something about this. And someone said, "Okay, well, let's just grab some stock of a of a blind guy and a person in a wheelchair, and we'll stick them in there." <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, this is pandering to people with disabilities, and it's not doing it particularly well because disabilities are very often something that aren't obvious on the surface. You can always that's say true. That. You That's know true. I mean? Let me ask you, which one of these group here that we are looking at, which one of them has the severe anxiety problem? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and which one of these people is dealing with uh, multiple sclerosis? Or, yeah, or, or, exactly. Or, you know, the guy in the back who you can't see very well, he has one of his legs is artificial. He's a Paralympian. That's you know right. What I mean? Like, you don't, like, nobody was going to call them out for not having a blind guy. And not just, see, the reason, you know why they had to have the dog? They had to have the dog because otherwise he would just be a guy in sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, like a really cool guy. I mean, he looks a little bit like a killer. He looks he's like John Wick. He looks with great. The glasses. He's the only one wearing sunglasses in the, the whole thing. So he's, he's got you know. this great suit, like this, with a modern cut, this cool slick back yeah. hair, and like a nice little trim <laughs> yeah. beard. He's real handsome. And it's like, if he, he'd have just been like, oh, there's. And there's there's Steve. Always wears his sunglasses. You know what? What I would say he was a douche, but damn, that guy's cool. I, uh, I hate how cool he is. <laughs> exactly. Look how cool that one guy ah, is. He makes me so mad how cool he is. Yeah, his name isn't uh, Steve. It's Bladen. That's right. His name is probably Bladen. You know he, what his name is? Dusty Roadrunner. Dusty Roadrunner. There's Dusty Roadrunner name. and his dog there Steve. Right All right. There was another story this week. Um, in the uh, put this in our normal file of why is anyone doing this. A company called Large Sense, which as near as I can tell is like one person, has launched the LS45, which is a full-size 4x5 large format digital back. So if you happen to have a 4x5 film camera just laying around the office there, you know, the big giant one with the bellows like Ansel Adams used, Mm -hmm. 
uh, and you're having a hard time finding the giant 4x5 negatives or plates or whatever they use, here's a giant digital back that you can put on your 4x5. Now, it's only going to take black and white, only going to shoot monochrome. Okay. Cool. It's I love only that. Gonna shoot, it's only going to shoot a file that is uh, 6.8 megapixels. Useful. Yeah. Continue. And it's only going to cost $26,000. But other than that, Great it's a idea. perfect solution to your 4x5 problems. This sounds to me like it's like a problem of production. Like it's one guy and he and that's how much it costs him to make it because he doesn't have a factory. And so it's I like... just $26,000. And when you look at the pictures, I just, I'm like... Well, yeah, this is a, like a bad picture from 50 years ago. Why do you want to recreate a bad picture from 50 years ago? Look, I don't know. I don't know why this exists. I don't know why this guy is doing this to us. I don't know why he's making us talk about it on our show by existing. Every one of them is soft. Yeah. You know, I, I, they, they don't even look like good 4 by 5 pictures. Okay. That's my point. Yeah. So twenty, who's paying $26,000 for this? You got Does me. Richard Branson have a bellows camera? Uh, no, no. Mm-mm. Now, I, I got to feel like that somebody like Clyde Butcher is out there and he's just rubbing his fingers through his beard going, nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just think it, oh man, the $26,000. Meanwhile, for 600 bucks, you could just get a cell phone that's a camera. Yeah. Oh, you that's get, right. Your cell phone already is a camera. Yeah. You could get a Yuganu if you only for 600 yeah. bucks. Why not? So I just, yeah, I just, it seems like every week there's a story like if this. If $26,000 seems like a lot to you, Boo Ray, I want to talk about this story on Petapixel about are cameras actually more or less expensive? Because people seem to be every time. Like the EOS R3 comes out, comes out the Sony Alpha, Alpha 1 comes out, and when the price point is announced, all the comments are like, oh, we have to sell a kidney, and oh, I just said, well, looks, prices are getting out of control. And it, the truth is, is, is actually more complex than that. So I, I ask you, do you think cameras are more expensive or less expensive than when you started in photography? Hmm. That's a good question. I think it goes both ways. I think that a top flight camera is more expensive. Mm-hmm. But I think that a middle of the road camera is less expensive and more likely to perform like a top flight camera than when I first started. Does that make sense? Yes. No, so this this is the interesting point about this article is that it only takes into account what the camera cost when it was new and what it would cost in today's dollars by adjusting for inflation, etc. Okay. And that in and of itself says that cameras really have fluctuated up and down over the years. So, for example, um, you know, the Kodak Brownie was released in the year 1900 by the Eastman Kodak Company. I have one sitting right here in the yeah, back. Yeah. And did you know how much those cost originally? It was like uh, well, I think it was like ten bucks, right? No. And you had to send it. You had to send it in to get it redone. A new film had to be put into it. The original price was a dollar, and in today's money, that's thirty-two dollars. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you can't buy any camera for thirty-two bucks. Well, you. I don't know how much it costs to buy one of those digital, re, uh, you know, disposables. Um, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I, right. I can't, Keep can't talking and I will find out. Right. So moving forward to like 1930s, the Argus C3 released in 1939, one of the most popular cameras of all time, sold 2 million units, widely used by American World War II photographers, retailing in, uh, for what in 2021 would be $675. 
Okay. So that would probably be something more like, by today's standards, you know, like an Olympus EM10 or something like that. By the way, Mm -hmm. disposable camera, $35. That's fascinating to think about, isn't it? Yeah. And, okay, so by 1960, 1970, the first... This is these, this professional camera, Nikon's flagship professional camera, the Nikon F. Okay, this is uh, 1959. Uh, was was a huge, huge movement forward in probably the price of cameras, but also photography had gone from people taking um, billions of photos a year. It increased from 1930 to 1960. One billion photos were taken per year, and then it was up to, by the end of the 19, 1959, 3 billion photos were taken a year. So over those 30 years, a 200% increase, and I can't even imagine what that is now. But the Nikon F in 1959, with it, uh, adjusted for inflation, was $3,300. And that okay, would be, that's, and the, that's expensive. But, but this is what you would probably, something like a D800 today, something like a middle-of-the-road professional 35-millimeter camera. Uh, the Minolta SR2, the Canon Canon Flex, uh, were about $2,500. That's about how today, much In today's about, dollars. In today's dollars. That's how much they cost okay. in today's dollars. So if you could imagine buying something like the EOS R or the R, or, you know, like a middle-of-the-road you know, a uh, professional 35 millimeter camera, $2,500 is about on point. And that's as of 1959. And so going forward and forward and forward, we talk about the digital revolution. Now, if you remember the Kodak digital camera systems that would go for $50,000, $100,000 for right. like a half right. a megapixel, um, you're going to get into the Nikon D1. And it was the first digital camera that was like under $6,000. And that was like their first real serious digital offering from Nikon. And the Fujifilm S1 was the same. And that was even a little bit less than that. So if, you, if you're going back now to the, the era since I have been a professional photographer, around about, you know, 2000 and, 2006, 2007, you're talking about cameras that are the inflation adjusted is still really interesting like the canon 1ds which was canon's first full frame digital camera it was seven thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars which adjusted for inflation is eleven thousand nine hundred and sixty nine well yeah yeah sure the, at the at the cusp of the change yeah right. but since then it came down 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 it came down and then it started going back up again is right. my point you know, for a while it was they got cheaper as the technology got better, and then boom, boom, it started going back up again. And we're also not going to we're also not taking into consideration when you talk about value. Is what what I mean? That goes to your point. If you look at the older cameras, the film cameras, and how much they cost, and how it's comparable to, in some ways, what we pay for a camera now. And these were cameras for whom a great deal of your image quality was based on the film that you used. The camera didn't have anything to do with it. That's it's kind of fascinating to think about. You know, whereas now the camera you buy has a complete control over your image quality. Right. But back then, if you bought a more expensive camera, what you were get what were you getting for that? Well, maybe you were getting a better lens, maybe better optics, but the camera itself, the camera itself was just a black box with a hole in front of it that opened and closed. Well, I think it got more complicated as time went on, but that's Well, you got you got you know, of course you got you know, your light meters. And, you know, in your focusing prism systems and stuff like that, you know, but image quality was really about the film 
and the lens. Then it became autofocus and other things like that. Right. But yeah, like there was no ISO. There was, as far as we know it today, there was no, no. cameras, low light capability. It was all on the film. But okay, so here's what's interesting in the digital era. All right, so uh, if you go back to right uh, back to this the digital era, even in full frame digital. So like the Nikon D1, which adjusted for inflation. Uh, $9,400 when it was new, the D2X, $7,100, then the D3, $6,500, D4, $7,000, D5, $7,300. So all the way up to 2020, you have the Nikon D6, $6,750. Now, looking at that, $6,750, the Sony Alpha 1, which is arguably the most advanced full-frame camera on the market right now, it's $6,498. So cameras really aren't getting more expensive. No, they're not at all. I mean, and considering what cameras for the same amount of money, they're, it seems like they're pretty arguably the same, but you consider the feature set of a camera now versus a camera in 2010 versus a camera in 2001, and, and the preponderance of medium to low price cameras that are still incredible, like the Canon EOS RP and the Sony X-T4, those cameras are incredible and leaps and bounds above these cameras even 10 years ago and they're still extremely affordable so maybe the high-end prices seem to be about the same but our access to affordable and exceptional camera equipment from every single manufacturer canon nikon sony fuji is 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 incredible and and you well i think what you see now that you didn't see so much back then also is uh the wealth of versions that come out because that's what canon does canon comes out with a new full frame and it knocks everyone's socks off and it's really expensive and then over the course of the next four years they'll put out five other versions that use the same sensor right you know and 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 work just as good and have new features and cost less yes 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 so you're seeing that a lot now where you're like don't even buy the first one just wait yeah. Well, if you, <laughs> two years from now, they'll come out with another one with the same sensor and new features, and it'll be less money. Yeah. If you compare the Canon 1DS, which was, you know, early 2000s, their first full frame digital camera, and the R5, and the 1DS was like $8,000, and, right. and the R5 is like $3,498. You know, like it's just, there's no contest. So, yeah, I mean, you're getting a better piece of equipment. The price is roughly the same or less than it was in the digital era. I don't think it can compare film and digital cameras price-wise fairly. But overall, no. I think that financially, photographers are doing better uh, on on the price of cameras. Now, lenses, <laughs> that's a different story. But no, I think that's probably about the same story. But I thought it was fascinating, exactly the kind of thing that you would like make a spreadsheet about. <laughs> like that's I, I could just when I was reading the story I was like I shouldn't be presenting this story it should be Boure you should be doing a full on crazy eyed rant about this well yeah I think it's the same the, to me the big game changer has always been when we suddenly decided that full frame was good enough and we didn't have to shoot medium format anymore and now I decided for me that APS-C is good enough and I don't have to shoot full frame anymore that's always a huge game changer because when you change to a smaller sensor it's a drastic cut in the price. And so now once you start comparing everything against that price, oh, that stuff is way expensive. But it's really not. It's really, you're absolutely not. The, new, the, D, the R5 and the R6 are not expensive compared to when the 5D Mark III came out. No, not at all. Mm-mm. They're not at all expensive. Nope. They're only expensive if you've reached the point that you don't necessarily think you have to have that camera. And so therefore, 
Now you're comparing it to a $1,400 camera. But I've said, because I have people talking to you know, the Fuji fans, and they come to me all the time, about, oh, Fuji, Fuji, Fuji. I'm like, make no mistake about it. If I had limited, limit, uh, you know, limitless resources, I'd still be a Canon shooter. Right. Yeah, I, th- there's a lot of reasons I switched to, to Fuji that were just for the fun of it, and I've enjoyed it, and I love it. But I absolutely would have stayed with what I knew. It was only price that drove me to seriously look at Fuji. Right. Well, yeah. no, there were other things too, but that was the deciding factor. If if my Fuji gear cost the same as the Canon gear, I absolutely would have stayed with Canon. Now you wouldn't have you wouldn't have been incentivized to make the switch. No, I wouldn't have been incentivized. That's a good word. Incentivized. 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 Speaking of Fuji. Uh, they've closed down several factories in the U.S., and their new CEO is buying millions and millions, like $850 million worth of uh, further investments for the, country, for the company in healthcare. Mm. And they have said that uh, healthcare is going to be their driving force from here on. Medical imaging a- equipment is, is like a no, thousand- Not even medical imaging equipment. No, no, no. No, no. They're buying like pharmaceutical companies. Oh, right. They're making COVID-19 vaccines. Hmm. Yeah. Now, they've said, we're not going to get away from the Fuji brand. You know, we're still going to keep doing our Fuji stuff. But Fuji is going to become a healthcare company. He said businesses uh, like healthcare are like a deep blue ocean. It's not going anywhere. But you have to wonder if this is going to eventually some point, they get to the point where they just go, I'll just go ahead and sell off the camera division. Well, and, and if they do, then it might become something else. Hopefully, it, it'll, it'll still be as cool as it is. But, you know, these are things that we just don't have control over. And if you're the CEO of a company, then... I just switched to Fuji! Yeah, well, you can go hang All out. Right? You can go hang out with the dorks in the Olympus tent over there. I'm just saying, yeah, <laughs> I'd like, like to uh, stick around for a while. You're going to get the, the, the scarlet letter stamped upon you when you arrive to your next convention. Yeah. Like Olympus shooter, so. Fuji Maybe shooter. So. You're okay for now, Fuji shooter, but next year you'll probably be over here with these guys. Yeah. That's all I got. Yep, that's it. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Don't forget that the, the uh, fabulous uh, Photobomb con- podcast is produced and written by Bure Perry and Gary Hughes. You can also find us online, facebook.com slash groups slash Bombardiers Lounge. Bombardiers? Bombardiers. Now, also, Bombardiers. Where we, in that group, we will also be posting all the information where you can see us at Focus 21 doing the podcast live. Oh. At WPPI, coming up next month, we will both be speaking and judging. And coming up in January in the D.C. area, we will also both be speaking or doing... We don't know that. Well, okay, we'll be at Imaging USA. We know you're speaking at Imaging USA. Well, we know that you're going to be there, and you'll be doing something. We don't know that. Okay, I don't we, know that you'll be there. You'll be there. <laughs> we, 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 know, we, we know that as of this point, Bure has not been booked to do anything at Imaging USA. I've also just... Okay, fine. Let's let's just wait on that. And let's but in September, I've also just signed my contract to return to Shutterfest for the fifth time. Oh yeah. So I will be at Shutterfest in September at the beautiful Union Station in St. Louis Mo. And if you want to check that out, that's Shutterfest.com. How come I haven't been to Shutterfest? How come they haven't reached out to me? Who have I pissed off? I've pissed off somebody, Gary. Yeah, it's probably true. I don't know though, but I'll I'll try to find out. Yeah. I feel like I feel like somebody hates me out there. Yeah. I mean, probably yeah. more than one person. Yeah, that's <laughs> so true. You can find our our, our, uh, our Facebook page. I just did that. You can also find our webpage. It's photobombpodcast.com. Gary's website is hughesfioretti.com. So it is. My website is com, And you can always email us with questions. Send them to questions at photobombpodcast.com. We'll see you back here next week. See you later. Ah!